Hi, and welcome to Aerocode Coffee. Hello, guys. Yeah, we're, we're back. Back from the dead. No, we're not. Oh. We, we re- well, wait, what? No. Isn't it a resurrection? It was the last time, but this time we are just fully alive and well. I mean, alive. Let's not so, just well, yeah, say okay. well. So the resurrection was complete. Yeah, sure. Okay. The, the, the demon's sacrifice was successful. So today we're going to talk about something else than uh, demons, de- demonic sacrifice. Sec- yeah, sacrifices. And, demonic uh, sex. What? Um, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Is, is this something we can mouth code? I mean, we can try. Yeah, we're going to keep it pretty um, like uh, abstract. I think we should keep it abstract. We're just going to inject you with some ideas, and yeah. that's it. Because we're going to talk about. <laughs> Animations on the web. <gasps> what? <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm a, a web developer and I've never... Wait, what? You I've, are a developer? Well, I'm a beginner and oh. I've never animated something on the web. And I want to know what my options are. Uh, like, So we're going to talk about that, right? So yeah. if you, if you want to animate an element, because in your document everything is an element. Ooh. What? Um what possibilities are there and what is the best possibility for what circumstance, what conditions? Yeah, what what should you use when and yeah. why? And uh, yeah, How? so we're going to talk about uh, using animations uh, in your HTML document, but uh, also SVG a bit. Uh, but so you, you have a few options, right? You have firstly CSS animations, you have JavaScript, uh, like functions and intervals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And in the end, you have uh, full-fledged APIs that are, you know, you have to use JavaScript to run them on the web, but uh, your syntax will be completely different, but more about that later. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for example, I, I have, um, I don't know, a little input field. Yeah. And I want, it, I want to animate it with uh, a border. I want to animate the border. When I click on it, I want the border to be I know, blue, a bit bigger, a bit thicker. Nice, thick border. Yeah, I want it to be two pixels instead of one pixel. Wow. And maybe, maybe, yeah, I'm going to go fancy. I'm going to add a box shadow. Oh, boy. Yeah, a box shadow. Can, can we please not use a border in this case? What? Why? Because you don't want to scale a border with an animation. Oh, come on. This is going to be ugly, dude. Uh, what? Okay. Okay, fine. Bye. Okay. But uh, let's not use a border animation. Yeah, let's do a box shadow. Okay. Two box shadows, one on the inside and one on the outside. That's not possible. What it is? I'm a beginner, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Show me otherwise. It's, it's just, you know, <laughs> a border is uh, shitty to animate. Yeah, but why it, is that? It, it, okay, so the border will probably make the element move. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're scaling the, the size of a border, so the element will kind of, you know, wiggle down. If Even if you use border. box-sizing border box? No. True, but your in, in, uh, your your text will move. Like your your input field, the text you've written will move one pixel inside. So, yeah, so the outside won't yeah. change. I I mean, it won't physically. It won't change. Yeah, but still, I don't know. A box shadow makes yeah. more sense in this case because a box shadow doesn't you know kind of doesn't change the box model of your element. Whoa. Yeah, and uh, a lot of things in your box model they don't have uh, decimal sizes, so you can't have a half a size border. 
half a pixel size border. Ah. So you'll s suddenly switch from one pixel to two pixels, and it will look a bit, I don't know, like bloop, will go. Wiggly. Yeah, it do doesn't go smoothly. Yeah. So yeah, animating things, uh, maybe it's a good thing to uh, just explain uh, a box shadow then in that case. Yeah. So how does it how does it work? So I have an element. It's an input field. So input type is text. Yeah. In my HTML, what do I do? Well, you, you just add a a box shadow. It's not hard. So I, I go in my CSS file. Yeah. I type in box shadow blah blah blah. Yeah. And um, so, so you have box shadow and then like four numbers you can enter, mm -hmm. and that's the positioning of those of the box shadow. Yeah. So the first one is the. Mm, X axis or the Y? I think it's the X. X, X and then Y. Okay, so the yeah, X. Horizontal and vertical. Yeah, then Y. And then you have the, how do you call it? The, 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 not the spread, but the. Blur. The blur, yeah. So it's like the, how do you call it? It's like the amount of box shadow that separates from that point. So it's not a, a hard line. So for example, you do like zero, zero, mm -hmm. one pixels, zero, for mm -hmm. example. The spread is one. So you get like a, a, a little soft, soft shadow around the element. Mm -hmm. And if you, is that so? Yeah, it is. And then the last number is for the the distance from the object from yeah. all positions. Mm -hmm. So you so can, let, let's say you want a border, right? Yeah. You do zero, 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 one pixel, for uh -huh. example. So I'll have a one pixel spread, zero pixel blur. Yeah. Uh, not moved like it, the 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 position of my shadow has not been moved away from yeah uh, the first pixel of my element yeah so it it, it yeah. will wrap around the whole element centered there there okay. won't be a, a difference mm -hmm. in the distance so instead of a border I would use that yeah exactly and the, the nice thing about box shadow is they don't like they they have intermediate values you can have decimal yeah values right. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's my border. Instead yeah. of actually using border, I would use a box shadow. Oh, and also add a color. After <laughs> yeah, the, the fifth yeah. Uh, property, right? Yeah. Well, there's also a sixth. Inset and outset. Yeah, inset. Is there an outset? I don't know. It just remove inset and then it's outset. <laughs> By default, it's outset. <laughs> okay. So. Um, yeah, inset is to make it, uh, like if you have an element, it, the, the shadow will be inside your element instead of outside. Yeah, so like one of the downsides of using a box shadow on an input, for example, mm -hmm. is um, if it's on the outside and there's a, a, a diff around that input yeah. and it is like overall hidden, for example, mm. uh, it will remove or hide the box shadow around the input because it, it doesn't calculate it's not part of the box model, so, yeah, it, so will it, it, it won't it won't notice that there's a like a, a one pixel mm -hmm. box shadow around the element. So yeah. it will just crop for the whole input. Yeah. So if you do it on the inside, well, it yeah. will stay there. Yeah, that's pretty good. But we we're gonna assume there's no overflow hidden on the yeah. parent, right? <laughs> because okay, so I have now my element. Mm -hmm. It has a border. Yeah. Not an actual border. It's a box shadow, but. It looks visually like a border. Mm -hmm. What do I do to animate it when I click on it? Yeah, so uh, like almost all those interactive elements mm -hmm. have like different states. Okay. So for example, an anchor has like a hover focus, mm -hmm. uh, for example, yeah. an active. Mm -hmm. uh, an input also has those. Okay. So we can detect uh, if that input right now is focusable mm. or focused for example okay so we can do like uh, uh the, the class name uh how do you call it semicolon 
it's a colon. It's a colon. Oh yeah. yeah. It's a colon and then focus, for example. Okay, so input colon focus. That's the state when I click in the input element. Yeah, when it's focused. So it's not only clicks, it's ah. also when you tap into it. So okay. that's that's something to keep in mind. That's also I mean, that's a nice to have yeah. also focusable input because you know some users don't use a mouse or can't use a mouse. Yeah. Uh, or like hover states they like if you move your mouse away mm. uh, or if you use a like an uh, interactive uh, like touch uh, touch device mm. you'll probably not have hover states directly but they do trigger the hover state right yeah i, I read something that ios has one of the worst <laughs> interactions of mm. uh, worst implementations of the hover states because they still use the hover states when you click on an element oh but they also use focus so it's but, both hover and focus. Yeah, but they they um, if you you can only move that hover state if you click somewhere else. Mm, okay. So it's like a focus. Yeah. But that's kind of annoying because you know a hover state shouldn't be active the whole time. I don't know. I think Android does that too. A lot of does touch it? devices. Mm. But so okay. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we can use the focus, for example. And then in that focus, we can just change the box shadow color, for example, or the size. Okay. And, and then you have like two states. So you click on it and then- Yeah, the, but there's the no size, animation yet. There's no animation, no. So in this case, because we have like two states defined, so we have mm -hmm. like a start state and a state where it's focused, mm -hmm. um, we can use an, a transition. Okay. Because we're going to make a transition from one state of the property, box shadow in this case, mm -hmm. to another state. Okay. So what does that look like? I'm in CSS still, right? Yeah. Okay. So on that, uh, on the, the like the main properties or your input, yeah, you're going to add a line that's called transition. Okay. And in the transition, you have to define what is going to change, what what property is going to change. So in this case, we're going to change the the box shadow. Mm -hmm. So we do transition, box shadow. Okay. And then we have a duration of how long it will take from mm. the one state, the starting state, to the focus state, the, 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 the okay. change in the size or color or whatever. And, and what unit do I use for that? Well, you can use seconds okay. or milliseconds, for example. So you can do like mm. 1.5 S, so it's 1.5 seconds, mm. but you can also use uh, 1500 milliseconds. I'm, I like to use milliseconds because it's more readable Okay. than, well, I don't know, 0.3 S, for example, I don't know. I like uh, to mm -hmm. write it all out. Yeah. Okay. And w what will happen when I add that property so transition? As soon as you go into you, you add a property mm -hmm. and you're going to focus on that input, it yeah. will transition from the first state of the box shadow, so just one pixel, I don't know, red, for example, mm -hmm. to the focus state in okay. in that amount of time that you defined. Okay. And what happens if I like will it stay that color? Well, as long as it's focused, yeah. Okay, so when I move out of it, uh, when I blur or unfocus it, yeah, basically so it, it will go back to the default state. Yeah, and it will also transition back. Mm. Okay, so that, that's uh, CSS transitions, mm -hmm. and that's for elements that are interactive without any JavaScript. Yeah, so yeah, it's like elements that have a state, like hover, focus, mm. whatever. So, something that that you don't need JavaScript for to change. Yeah. So, for example, if you want to, um, if you want to do like a custom state, mm -hmm. 
for, uh, I don't know, normally you add like, for example, a class yeah. or something, if you want to change the state. If I, if I have JavaScript to interact with an element. Yeah, so let's yeah. say you have like a, a navigation or a menu. Okay. And you want to, um, when you click on the menu icon, it will toggle a navigation mm -hmm. bar or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's something you have to do with JavaScript. You, you, I mean, you can kind of do it with CSS, but you have to like use checkboxes or something, and it's kind of hacky. Mm -hmm. um, so in that case, we have to add a class, and you can still use animation or transition. I mean, okay, on, in those cases, so you just add a line that uh, if this element has this okay. class, yeah. change to this styling okay. or this box shadow. Mm -hmm. But inherently, that element we're trying to animate, mm -hmm. it doesn't have like CSS states. So what we're trying to do is implement a state-like uh, property, like a behavior for mm. that element with classes, right? Am I getting that right? Yeah. So like with a class, we will define another state. Mm. And when the class is added, you can define different properties or you can change the properties in CSS. Yeah. And then those properties will transition because the transition property has been you know, predefined Mm. Uh, with all the properties we want to animate. Yeah. Uh, okay. So with JavaScript, we can just add a class, and in that class, mm. yeah, that's that makes sense. But what about? I don't know. Like, what what about animation that's more complex? Yeah. So that's the thing. Transition is just from one state mm -hmm. to the other state. There's yeah. no in betweens. It doesn't have like. It, you can't make it go to the right and then back to the left. Yeah, it, it will just, it's from one position to another position yeah. and that's it. There, there, there's just a start and a finish. Mm -hmm. And if you want to add like multiple, I don't know, multiple states in between. Yeah. So it has like multiple well, keyframes, I guess. Okay. You have to use uh, animation. And what is that? Well, exactly what I just said. You can define an animation. Mm -hmm. So you you create like a name yeah. for the animation and you can define uh, what will happen with that element mm -hmm. in different states. So just the most basic version is like from and to. So in the from you define what the starting state is of the animation okay. and the, in the to you define what the ending animation is. But okay. if you want to make it more complex, mm -hmm. you can add like 10%, uh, 20%, 30%, 10%, mm -hmm. not 10%, but 50% and yeah. 100%, for example. So then you have like four or five different states mm -hmm. the animation is going through. So you can do like opacity in the beginning is one, then you go to opacity is zero, and then uh, like at 30%, for example, you go back to uh, opacity is one. Okay, so you'll have a blink effect. Yeah, it's going to blink. Okay, so hmm, let me recap a little bit. So we can use the animation property in CSS. Yeah. Um, but to define the animation, we'll have to use the keyframes. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, keyframes. Yeah, but but what is that called? Like a selector? I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know how you call that. <laughs> it's like at media query. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like an ampersand and then keyframes. You mean an? an uh, it's an ampersand, right? No. Yeah. Ampersand is a is a. Oh, it's a, yeah. Oh, it's an right. at sign. Oh yeah. <laughs> what's a better name? It's an at sign. An at? Yeah. So yeah, you use the at sign and then keyframes. And then uh, just give it a name for the animation. Mm -hmm. And that's only just to reference later on uh, on elements where you want to use it. So it's like... So you can do like at keyframes 
blink, for example, mm-hmm. and then make an animation that will blink. So you would type in animation blink and yeah. then the duration. Yeah, and there are a lot more properties though. Okay. So you can do like uh, how many times you want to repeat the animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to do you want the element to start from the, the starting position of the uh, keyframe animation or other way around, for example? Mm. So you you can kind of define what the ending state is of that object or okay. of that component or you know property. Yeah. So it's not an animation that uh, has a beginning and end and then afterwards it will like switch back to the default in that case. Uh, if you define, for example, left zero on a, on an element and you have an animation that brings it from left zero and then at 20% left 50 pixels and then at 40% left zero again. Yeah. And then at 60% left 50. Uh, what happens if the animation is done without any extra thing? So we'll stay at the right side at 50 pixels. Uh, I think we'll just go back to the starting position of the element itself, right? Yeah, like it, it will it will not animate that part though. Yeah, no, no, no it won't. It, it will just, it will do the whole animation mm-hmm. and then from the last animation state, yeah. it will just immediately swap back to the default state. Okay, but with that, uh, I think it's fill mode, animation fill mode. Yeah. You can do like forwards, backwards and both. Yeah. And with forwards, you can keep the last state of the animation, mm. the last keyframe, you can keep it as the last like yeah so it state. will do it, it will pick up the starting state of the element mm-hmm. itself without the animation mm-hmm. then it will play the animation yeah. and then it will s- stay in that state mm-hmm. that was defined as lost in the keyframe yeah. okay that's pretty nice mm-hmm. and um so yeah w- with both for example you can do uh, like zero or from in the keyframe mm-hmm. is the starting position or the starting state of that element mm-hmm. it will play the animation and then it will stop at the end okay yeah, it's nice if you want to animate an element at the beginning of a page mm-hmm. load or something, yeah. right? Or you want to maybe, whenever an element comes into the screen, you want to animate it in a pretty complex or more visually like complex way. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, is, is that all there is to CSS? <laughs> is that all? I mean, to CSS animations. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I, th- I think so too, right? I mean, there are a lot more properties and things you can change with those animations yeah. and transitions, but uh, yeah, that's so the most basic. It's basically the transition and animation property mm. on elements. Yeah. And uh, with elements that have interactive states, uh, like hover or focus, you can use those to give them different states and animate in them. Yeah. Uh, but if, they, if the element doesn't have that many states or you want to have a custom state depending on a specific logic yeah. in your design. Mm. You can use JavaScript and uh, add a class, and then that class you can predefine the properties you want to animate. Yeah. Or you can go the animation route, and and that way you predefine the whole animation, mm. and it's up to you when it triggers. You can also use the uh, states of an interactive element like input, uh, or you could use another class, and then also like the same thing. You would trigger the animation at the moment that the class is um, added to the element. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, that was a lot of things. <laughs> um, but with that, you can already do a lot of things, I think. Mm-hmm. But is there a way with that to actually, I don't know, when you scroll, make an element scroll with the 
like like for example I, I want to make an element smoothly scroll into the screen mm -hmm. um, whenever I for example scroll down yeah I want it to lag behind a little bit mm. but I want it to like sh come back into the screen after a few seconds yeah that's not possible right with GSS only like transition and animation no why? Be, be, why? Be, well, you're kind of depending on a state that doesn't exist in CSS only. Okay, so you be, would CSS can't detect that change. Yeah. Okay, but but what what can I do then? Well, you you can use uh, JavaScript then. Okay, JavaScript. Yeah. So mm. I mean, you can uh, ch check the position of your scrolling, for example. Yeah, because you have events in JavaScript. Yeah. You have. Uh, for example, you have the scroll event, mm -hmm. and uh, you can have a listener on the. I think you can have a listener on each element that can scroll, and if you want the whole page to be scrollable, you'll probably have the event listener on window or body. Mm -hmm. I would personally put it on window <laughs> because um, it's the same as window body. But sometimes window window body doesn't trigger. I don't know. Wait, window body doesn't trigger. Oh, you body, body. Yeah. yeah. If you add an event listener to window.body and on, and then in that uh, you would have uh, window.body add event listener scroll. It sometimes. Well, it also depends yeah. on in what element you have, like the, the overflow, right, or the scrolling mm -hmm. behavior. Yeah. If it's not in the body, yeah, it won't work, right? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I thought in some browsers you will have to select either the body or the document. Mm, okay. Like the document element or something it's called. Mm. So it's either HTML or the body. But if you use window, I think that works in most browsers. Um, that's like the the most like global uh, available element. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can go higher, you mean? Or... Well, I, I don't know if there's a hierarchy per se, but if you want to have uh, events to be triggered uh, throughout the whole page, it doesn't matter which element will trigger it. Mm. Uh, except for scroll, I think, <laughs> like uh, scroll, you can use on window.scroll or window.add event listener scroll. Mm. Um, that's kind of funny. Uh, I think if you have an uh, an element that's really deep, like deeper than body, uh, that has an overflow and there's a, a scroll bar, you can't use window.body, uh, window.scroll. Yeah, you would have to use that element.scroll. Yeah. Yeah. But for other things, I, I would definitely use window.add uh, event listener. Um, that's also like to me I also when I <laughs> let go of a mouse click for example I'm dragging something and I want to know when have I released the mouse button I would use window.addEventListener mouse up mm -hmm. instead of some element because even if you release a mouse outside your browser it will still trigger yeah it can also trigger when you're in another tab or something right I'm not sure about that. I mean, I've seen it happening once. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's... Is it window? It probably is. Yeah. But uh, you, you would have to have focus, though. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, it's interesting. Anyway, <laughs> um, you, you would have to find your element mm -hmm. that you want to animate, I guess, yeah. right? Because... Um, you will have to read out a state or like a state or a property. Mm -hmm. And in this case, window.scroll, uh, that event triggers because we scrolled. And when we scroll, we have a property called scroll Y mm -hmm. or something. Uh, 
and with that scroll wire we can determine what position we want the element to go to mm -hmm. and with that position we can either manually put it into the like i don't think there's a w other way right you have to just do element.style.top or something yeah um and then put the scroll y position in there mm. and then add the unit behind it but you can't you can't have for each pixel a different class in your css no, that's, no, that's, that's way too much i mean you you can but <laughs> yeah I, we wouldn't advise that it's not, it's not efficient yeah so you would definitely have to like inject the position mm. into the style of yep. the element um but the transition of that element will still trigger. That's the nice thing is if you update the one of the properties that you had transition on with a duration, mm. the animation will happen. Yeah. Right? The transition will happen at yeah. least. Uh, I don't know if that's the best thing to do with scroll, but you can have like a throttling event after like 500 milliseconds of not scrolling. You would update the property and then the transition will, will do the animation. Will yeah. trigger the animation. Yeah, you don't, I mean, you think it would be nice if you have like direct input, like mm -hmm. if you scroll, it will update every millisecond mm -hmm. immediately. Yeah, but that's really heavy or you know tough for your browser to uh, to handle. Yeah, because you keep firing all those events. Yeah, and yeah. it's not necessary. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, I no one will notice if you're like a few milliseconds off. <laughs> yeah, and I noticed with um, transition. If you keep updating the property that is being transitioned at that moment, mm. for example, I'm scrolling, and uh, for each pixel I've scrolled, I update the the property top yeah. of that element, and that top is being transitioned mm. during the scrolling. It will kind of it will it will go to the last one, right? No, it won't do that. No. Um, well, it will try <laughs> because will, that yeah, that's the thing. It it it's like it will go to the next state or position in an animation, but at that moment already another one is coming in. So it will kind of like... Yeah, it, it's the best way to explain it, I think, is uh, it's being held back because most animations with the duration, you can also define a, um, like a, what do you call it? Uh, a timing function. Mm -hmm. And by default, it's kind of like an ease in, ease out. I think it's ease. Yeah, it's ease, but like the behavior mm. is almost like ease in, ease out. It's a different graph. Yeah. So at first it goes fast, then it slows down, and then goes fast again, mm. something like that. Um, anyway, that problem is uh, because of that easing, it's not linear. So uh, for each frame at the beginning, I think it goes slow at the beginning or something. I don't know. But <laughs> let's check. The interesting thing is it will actually be held back. Yeah. So. It will try to animate, 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 and it will get stuck uh, at the first few frames of the animation, mm -hmm. and will quickly try to go back to the last position. Uh, but it, like while you're scrolling, it won't happen. Uh huh. It will be always lagging behind the position you want it to be in. Yeah. Because the transition, you can't turn that off. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess technically you can per ref like per position of the scroll y yeah but you probably want it to be always animated towards the position you want to you know yeah so you will have to have some kind of throttling mm -hmm. but that's pretty complex in yeah. advance 
it's just something to keep in mind. Yeah. You can't just trigger all the the function or events yeah. nonstop. By default, if you have one state, you'll probably want to use uh, a class again, right? Mm. Or uh, when you want something to, for example, follow your mouse, uh, I would actually, like, it depends on uh, how smooth the, how, how do I explain this? Like scrolling is pretty erratic. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, especially with a with a mouse with a scroll wheel. Yeah, or like you can use page up, page down, mm. and you would immediately be at the bottom or at the top. So yeah. it's a lot of pixels. It has to, I don't know, like animate over. Mm. Uh, but a mouse, for example, if you want an element to follow the physical location of the mouse cursor on the screen, uh, you can use something like uh, top and left, right? Mm. And well. That's something you can actually do without transition. So you don't need uh, a transition on top or left. You would just yeah, because update, a, a mouse left. motion is smooth or fluid. Yeah, and it, it makes sense that if you flick your mouse, <laughs> yeah, that it will the element will go there very quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's not like it goes from one state to another one with a huge gap in between. It will go smoothly yeah. well, all the way. That's not that's what won't happen. Okay. Because if you, th that's the funny thing is if you would have transition mm. on uh, the property left and top, mm. it will still be stuck. Uh, like, for example, if you would draw circles with your mouse, doesn't matter clockwise or anti-clockwise, and if the element you're trying to animate has a transition and was in the center of the browser, um, then it will almost always stay in the center because it's trying to update mm -hmm. the position while you're like moving your mouse really fast yeah. and you would have like uh, window dot add event listener mouse move and per mouse move you're trying to update the position it should animate to but because it's stuck in the first few frames of that transition mm. it will be st stuck in the middle it won't be able to go there because every time you're trying to like for example you move your mouse to the bottom left the, the element will try to move to the bottom left yeah. but by the time it's trying to go there, your mouse already may be at the top right. So it will be, you know, pushed back to the center a bit more. So yeah. it will always stay around the center. It just can't keep up. Yeah. So don't use transition in those cases. Mm. That's kind of interesting. And th then you will have to deal with timing functions and easing in JavaScript. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's pretty crazy. But anyway, the best thing to do is probably spread out your um, updates and um, that's something you can call throttling mm. but in order to update your element you'll have to use methods and in, uh, in, the, in the JavaScript uh, language itself yeah uh, for example the mouse movement um, you can use mouse move right you can use uh, mouse move event to trigger like uh, like a moment in time. It's kind of hard to explain, but like for example, you want an animation to happen during an event and a mouse movement is a constant re-triggering of an event. Yeah. But what if you want to animate uh, an item on its own and you want it to go from left to right to left to right, for example, mm. um, but you don't want to use animation. You want to use JavaScript because you want it, you want it to you want to read out the position or something. 
You can use set interval, I guess. Mm -hmm. Do you? Would you use set interval? I don't know to be honest. You don't? No. Okay. Why not? I, I probably won't, but I don't know. What would you use then? I, I never, I never use a lot of animations in JavaScript to be honest. Okay. Why? Be because there, you can do a lot with CSS only. Okay. So I, I don't really need it a lot. Okay. That's actually a re really good point. Is JavaScript <laughs> uh, a good reason to not use JavaScript? Is it's probably easier with CSS yeah. if your animation isn't based on highly interactive properties, yeah. like a mouse movement or scrolling or something. Uh, but if you do need to animate with JavaScript because you're basing your animation on, uh, I don't know, like your mouse movement, you can use a few timing methods. Uh, one of them is uh, set interval. One of the older ones, like I think the oldest way to animate anything mm. <laughs> in the browser before CSS animations. That's a long time ago. Um, set interval is based on like, well, it's a, a JavaScript function and you can just set interval and then you can run a function per period, like the, the period you, you define a duration. So set interval function comma how long in milliseconds. So for example, you want to update a position of an element every second. You would do set, in, set interval and then the function name or an anonymous function, comma, and then 1,000, just 1,000. <laughs> and then that way you can uh, trigger the whole function every 1,000 milliseconds. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird because 1,000 milliseconds is very choppy. So you would want to you know, go as fast as possible. Mm. But being as fast as possible means you have to define the duration. Yeah. Something that like it's the opposite of defining the duration of the whole animation in CSS. Mm -hmm. You're trying to define the duration between each frame. But how do you how do you do that? I mean, won't like set interval repeat mm -hmm. while it's still being you know triggered? Uh, so I, let's say I move my mouse from yeah. left to right. And yeah. I have like a, an event listener that looks, if I move my mouse from left to right, yeah, and it will trigger yeah. like every so often. Yeah. But what if I, like I said, the set interval mm -hmm. on that. Well, uh, that's the thing. Uh, you use either or. Mm -hmm. You can use uh, mouse move to update the scroll position mm. and keep track of the scroll position yeah. because that's the, like the most fluid way to keep track of the mouse. Mm -hmm. But uh, set interval is kind of like throttling in, in a way that you want to update the element you're trying to animate, mm -hmm. not as often as you move your mouse, but as often as the duration you define in the set interval. Okay. So uh, for example, I would maybe, I don't know if I would use mouse move to keep track, but there are some events that you need um, in order to keep real, yeah, I think you need a mouse event to read out the mouse position, Yeah. right? Mm. So uh, set interval, it won't have a mouse event. Mouse event either gets triggered by a click, mouse move, mouse down, you know, all those mouse event thingies. Mm. Then they would have like a, uh, like screen X, screen Y or something. Mm. Uh, that's something you can only read out a mouse event. 
There's no other event that gives you a mouse position. So you would have to have a mouse move event, uh, like a listener somewhere, hmm. to keep track of those two positions, the X and Y position of your mouse. Yeah. So I would use that to keep track of uh, like two variables, mouse X, mouse Y, and I would have like a set interval, uh, repeat every so often to update the element depending on the mouse position. Um, why? Because one, uh, it's probably way too often how often the mouse move event triggers. Mm. It's like like forty times or something per per mouse. Like you don't you won't see your screen refresh, and your mouse has already generated like ten events, uh, while uh, your, your browser only refreshes once. Because don't forget, most most uh, computers they're on sixty FPS. Like the browsers run on 60 FPS. I think there's there's almost a hard lock in some browsers. It won't go higher than 60. Um, so, yeah. You don't want 10 events per frame from the mouse move event and trigger the uh, position mm. because you won't even see the update. Yeah. Uh, but there's like CPU cycles. And that's yeah. why we have request animation frame, right? Yeah, there's one, one way to you know, get best out of both worlds. You want uh, you want to go as fast as possible with the animation, like update as often as possible as your browser would allow it mm -hmm. without, uh, you know, going too fast and actually throttling your whole browser experience. Mm. Because if you throw at, throw a lot of updates of like your, 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 like if you update your document, your element so often, some systems they they're slower than the ones you're developing on, mm. especially at that moment. You'll notice that crap, <laughs> it's laggy. It's it's not going smoothly. Yeah. So, request animation frame actually deals with that. It will ask the browser, "Hey, can I draw the next frame? Mm. Are, are you done with your last iteration of the animation or whatever is updating in, in the browser?" If so, then run this function, and it's kind of a like a I don't know a weird way mm. to use it. You would use like um, you would trigger an animation at the beginning, like for example, when you click on something, you would run the function that has one of the frames, and in that function you would type in request animate window dot request animation frame, and in that uh, method you would write down the name of the function that you are in at that moment. Yeah. And so it will re like it will iterate or like um I don't know like keep that method running per frame as long as the browser will will allow it. Mm. So it's kind of like a set interval that's like 60 fps uh and if the browser will allow it it will go slower or faster depending on if your browser has time for that. Mm. And so yeah, yeah that's nice. That's, that's a nice way to keep uh, performance as high as possible. Yeah, if you want your animation to be as smooth as possible without having to somehow deal with CPU cycles, memory cycles, and how often you can draw, mm. because you know what is sixty FPS in milliseconds? Because that's the duration you would have in a set interval. Yeah. It's like sixteen point six 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 infinite six. So. Yeah, you, you would always have one frame drop every so often, uh, but with request animation frame, 
you don't have to deal with that. You don't have to make up uh, an interval. And you will only trigger an animation uh, like method, like reading out the position of the mouse and mm. then putting it on element as long as the browser has time for it. And that's pretty nice. Yeah. Um, but there's one more thing <laughs> is the timing function. Uh, there's no such thing in JavaScript directly. So you would have, well, maybe there are, but uh, when you're using request frame, request animation frame or set interval, mm -hmm. in both cases, you're dealing with the transition of the property yourself. Yeah. And well, with CSS, it was easy. You can just do ease or ease in. Yeah, because ease uh, again, with with JavaScript, a request animation frame, for yeah. example, you, you don't have like a, a beginning and an ending not per state. Se. Yeah. So it can't do a different timing for the, yeah. the two states it is in. Yeah. Uh, there, there's no clear begin and end. Yeah. You have to either manually keep track of that mm. and say, hey, after this amount of pixels, stop. But what does that exactly mean mm. to stop? Yeah. Does that mean you don't update the animation? Well, that's up to you. But how does a, if you want to ease that element, how do you do that? And that's pretty complex. I don't know if I want to go into it, but not right now. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, like normally the mouse position doesn't have decimal points, mm. for example. And if you want to, you know, the, the example I just gave you about the element that stays in the center because you keep your mouse, mm. uh, like you circle your mouse around the browser. Yeah. Well, you can help. You can, you can fix that actually. Right. Okay. So if you want, you can actually have that use case mm. uh, fix because you don't use transition, but you transition your own element yourself with your own timing function and it can still be smooth. Cool. Um, but yeah, that's uh, a bit more complex and maybe we'll talk about it later. Yeah, we uh, we have to wrap it up for now. That was fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, there's only a few more things we want to talk about, maybe for next time. Yeah. Uh, but that's basically CSS and JS animations. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It, it's a lot of fun. Basically. <laughs> basically? Yeah. That's basically it. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it, actually. I mean, it, it's, yeah. It, it's something you have to visualize, I think, to better get a yeah a grasp. Maybe um, we should, like, link some things in, in the description of this episode. You might be able to again. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe if, if you're more interested, we'll link some uh, cool libraries and information mm -hmm. Uh, like pages with information about animation. Yeah. Yeah. But for now, thank you for listening. Yeah. Have a great one. Yeah. Bye.